Just watch. Uh, Wait, okay. So does Nair like disintegrate the hair follicles? Yes, Jillian. Do you have a question? Oh, when are we starting this podcast? I don't know. Whenever. Oh yeah, she has those spaghetti squash. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, be done in like seven minutes. I'm so sorry. I, I hate to interrupt the talk about nearing balls, and honestly, I, I recognize how important that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can maybe hit record and start talking about it if you find it very. Look, Jillian, when when you get a husband and he's unable to nair his own balls, <laughs> you're going to have to nair his balls for him. That's why they say love is when you can nair your husband's balls without flinching. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Did You Bring Earplugs, the podcast about music that we're recording from our respective homes. Uh, my name's Julian. My name's Mike. I'm Sasha. I'm Julian. Hi, everybody. Uh, so this is the first episode that we're recording mid-quarantine, mid-pandemic, mid-self-isolation, mid... What is the other term that people are using for it? Something. Um... And uh, just just to go, let's just go around the room. How are we feeling, folks? Um, Sasha's feeling uh, Sasha's feeling tasty. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. I feel like I'm talking myself into a lot of stuff. Like I'm talking myself into it being okay because if I let my mind wander into the reality of it, I'm just going to become very depressed. That, that, that's a yeah. good that's a good that's good that's my stay right now yeah I'm in it deep in it so. i miss my bike rides very much mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well uh, i think a way that we are all uh learning to cope with our current situation is uh, through through music um i think we all use music to cope with the standard uh everyday life and um yeah life in quarantine is no different uh so today we're gonna take you through this is our quarantine blowout episode not blowout in that you should blow yourself outside (laughs) you shouldn't blow yourself at all (laughs) okay a don't blow yourself because it would require the removal of a few ribs and you need most of your ribs b don't go outside unless absolutely necessary um and c we're just going to talk about uh, a, a few things a few methods and things that we've developed uh through the quarantine that have been getting us through. Um, so we're going to talk about our odd quarantine listening habits. Uh, we're going to talk about what we hope to do, um, you know, directly or tangentially related to music once we are allowed out into the world. And uh, we're going to talk about um, some streams that we've been watching and enjoying um, that we can recommend to you. Uh, and then we have a little bit of a change up at the end of the episode. Uh, but we, we can talk about that when we get to it. Uh, so guys, what do you want to start out with? Uh, any one of those three categories of stuff i'm lobbing the ball up and whoever catches it oh wait we have something to address beforehand oh. jillian uh, i'm gonna I'm, I'm i'm underhand tossing the ball to you take her away oh well this week um i was scrolling through the gram as one does during complete isolation and saw laura jane grace of against me my very favorite band of all fucking time um, right that there was uh, another band on SoundCloud, I believe it was. Is that right, Jillian? Yes. Called Angela Baker that was um, doing some pretty authentic um, 
not versions of their song, but their music sounds insanely close to Against Me, down to the singer's voice and everything like that. So um, she played it off the entire time as like some other band just like doing a really good rip and like other people were like claiming that it was a deep fake, something like that. Um, only for us to do a deep dive and realize that it was some B-sides from the New Wave era. What's the point in fighting? What's the point in fighting? All this passive participant. The present point of perspective between separation and detachment. Rock and roll becomes merchandise. What does it do to empower you? It's flaccid And she got us good. She got mm-hmm. us real good. Yeah, it was uh, originally uh, put out into the world via, I think it was an Instagram post or a Twitter post or something, um, a very strategically capitalized Instagram post that at first uh, sort of masqueraded as outrage, but then with some context reading into it, it's it was, uh, it was uh, capitalizations of sarcasm as opposed to um, unbridled fury. Yes. Okay. I, I didn't read into that, but I saw that post. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. What a saga. And I, but I, I think what was magical about it was that, at least for me, there was a solid, you know, six some odd minutes while listening to those songs, trying to grasp at some thread of reality where a person could have a voice that was so similar to. I know. You know, Laura Jane Grace's nay Tom Gables. Um, because she has such a, a just distinct voice, a, such a distinct timbre. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> Jillian posited the notion of a deep fake, of a voice deep fake, to which I asked, how does one deep fake a voice? How? But I mean, it's 2020, anything's possible. True. Fucking pandemic's happening outside, so. (laughs) Uh, I've said it before (laughs) and they'll say it again. I'm waiting for the day that a movie comes out with like well-known actors that that everyone watches and they're like, oh, actors were on a set and acting. And then months later, someone comes out and they're like, it was all computers. Only computers on the screen. What you were seeing was all computers. Mm Mm-hmm. It could be. I mean, I feel Sony, like that's gonna happen. Sony's already released a handful of songs in the last like five, ten years that were all AI procedurally generated, and you know some of them sounded like uh, Beatles adjacent, more modern rock, mm. and you know they had a bunch of different genres just to kind of show off what their AI at that time could do. And some of them honestly sound exactly like a real song. You can't, couldn't discern the di- difference that. The voice was a robot. The you know guitar was a robot. Drums yeah. were a robot. None of that. Yeah. Little known fact: Ed Sheeran is actually just a, a, a an old MacBook. Um, you know that someone slapped a. <laughs> that know, nobody oh. wants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a, an executive at B&G uh, found an old MacBook <laughs> in the dumpster, and he just drew a face on it. And he says, "I'll name you Ed," and then you know, boom, bang, bingo, bango, number one hit. <laughs> <laughs> Bingo, slap bingo, a, bingo, slap bingo. a sloppy uh, beanie on him. Okay, that's it. <laughs> slap a sloppy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I uh, you know, I, I think um, a lot of uh, Laura Jane Grace's posts tend to be very t- contemplative. Um, she often uh, uh, ruminates on how much she hates Chicago and. Uh, 
things like that. And it was nice to see her, uh, you know, get to play play in the space a little bit. Um, it was a nice little nice little goof that she played on all of us. And then on top of all that, we got some some pretty decent against me B sides. Yep. Cool. Yeah. You know, it just uh, I think we should all take a note from Laura and uh, become more more jestery, more JP. Cool. I for one have uh, have resolved to play more practical jokes, and uh, I think I'm gonna fake my death next. What do you you guys think? Great. Cool. All right. No one will care. (laughs) Thanks, Mike. Um, That was very mean. So on to the topic at hand. Ignoring that very cruel comment. Um, (laughs) Where are we gonna start, guys? Quarantine um, listening habits. Yeah, quarantine listening habits. All right, Jillian, I'm, I'm throwing it to you again because you seem to be chomping at the bit. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Please don't. I have a spaghetti squash in the oven that needs to be taken out in like five minutes, and I cannot promise that I'll be done in that time. All right. Um, <laughs> I guess I will start in that case. Um, so one of the issues that I've been having is sort of drawing delineations between work and home life since we are all working from home. Um, I think it's important to establish um, uh, habits that, um, you know, or, or rituals that when you perform them, you, uh, you, uh, you know, you're, you're demarcating your, your work day from your, your non-work day. Um, and one of the ways I've been doing that when I can is, uh, taking my dog Dexter out for album length dog walks. Um, unfortunately this week has not really afforded that because work has been absolutely nuts, but when I can, uh, my habit is that I will put on an album, um, usually one that I have not listened to in its entirety yet. Uh, and I will just walk for as long as the album occurs and when it starts to wind down, start to head back. Um, but it's been a nice way to get sort of uh, just unfettered listening in. Um, while also allowing me to be not inside the house anymore. Um, and yeah, it's just a, it's, it's a nice way to enjoy the outside. Um, and a nice way to explore music, uh, in a way that I might not have formerly. Um, and on that note, uh, something I've also recently started doing um, is <laughs> playing the game Diablo 3 with all of the sounds shut off and just playing music that way for a very discordant experience, um, a very <laughs> uh, brightly colored, hyper-violent game set against uh, you know the music of my choosing. I think the, the most discordant experience I've had uh, like that thus far was listening to uh, a Chelsea Wolfe album an older Chelsea Wolf album uh, while playing Diablo three. Um, and this uh, Chelsea Wolf album in question is very somber and dark. It can be difficult sometimes to start with albums that you're unacquainted with, um, yeah. because you know our, our our listening time, despite having more of it these days, uh, is 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 slim sometimes. Um, and sometimes you just want to listen to stuff that's familiar or that elicits a very specific feeling. Um, and getting into an album that you're not familiar with can elicit um, unexpected feelings. Um, so it's, it it feels like a risk sometimes almost, um, but sort of obfuscating that emotionality somewhat by doing something in the background um i I found was a has been 
useful for uh, listening to stuff that I might otherwise have put off. So those are my two odd quarantine listening habits. Uh, album length dog walks, Diablo 3 with all the sound shut off, listening to albums. Mm-hmm. Jillian, how the, how's that how's that, sp- how's that spaghetti squash looking? She's a beaut. Yeah. Thanks for asking. Very good. Very good. Uh, are you ready to share your odd quarantine listening habits with us? I am. So I don't know if, if it's odd, but I used to make um, a new playlist every single month on Spotify. I think maybe others probably do that. Um, for a long time, I did it just as like a thing I would do at work. You know, I'd go through like the pre-made playlist that Spotify would make for me. Like the Discover Weekly is really easy to pull songs from. And then I would just like build radios based off of like songs I really like and found a lot of new music that way. Um, but I stopped doing it for a really long time because I was laid off last year um, and kind of fell into a funk. And then I started a new job, thankfully. But you know that like odd part when you start a new job where you're like not sure if you can wear headphones or not. You like don't know if you can listen to music. Um, so like I'm finally at that sweet spot where I can like put on my headphones whenever I please. And now especially being in quarantine, no one at work can see me. So, um, so I've been building playlists again. Um, now, can I, can I ask a, been, can I ask a quick question? Yeah. So I used to do the monthly playlist thing as well. And it was, it was sort of an effort to try and log my favorite songs from that month. Um, were your playlists made with that intention or was it just like sort of an exercise in making a playlist? I think it's a little bit of both and I'm a very like seasonal music listener. Like I only listen to certain albums in certain seasons. Um, And I think obviously spring, even though spring is springing while we're like all stuck inside, I'm still trying to listen to songs that are like very bloomy and hopeful and sound fresh, you know? Um, So an album I've been listening to a lot, um, is actually like a kind of a mashup album, but by the same artist, William Fitzsimmons. Um, He came out with an album called Derivatives in 2010. Um, And it's all just like remixes of other songs from his previous albums. Um, but he's like very, he's very almost iron and whiny, like very slow, very folky. Um, but all the derivatives of those songs are like very kind of like peppy and I don't know, some of the best remixes out there, I think. Um, so, 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 sorry, time. just to clarify, he's, he's remixing his own work. Oh no, they're other people's remixes okay. of his own, or they're gotcha. like songs that he's like blossomed into other versions. So mm. like songs that he would sing solo became duets. Um, like really sad songs became more upbeat, like kind of like how Manchester Orchestra did Cope and then Hope. He did, they did two albums, Mm. one of them, you know, sad and then one of them more hopeful, Mm. but like same song, same lyrics, just like different instrumentation. That's kind of how I feel this album is. So I've been listening to that a lot. 
and playing Animal Crossing for the first time because your girl got a Switch. Yeah, that sounds like a uh, a a a very relaxing combination <clears throat> of of stimulus. Yeah. So, what's your island called? Oh, Punchki Island. Punchki. Yeah. That's a that's a thing, right? That's a is that a Polish thing? Yeah, it's a, a Polish donut. You have it on Punchki Day or Fat Tuesday. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very Are you nice. gonna shape your uh, island like a donut? Then? <laughs> It already kind of is. It would have to be much more rounded for that. Yeah. Um, because they're more like jelly filled, but I've got big hopes, lots of donut themes. I finally got my house built, so I feel pretty good about that. Were you fortunate enough to have missed or uh or at least mostly missed uh egg day? Um, no, I think I got mine like right before all the egg stuff started happening. So I'd go fishing and then I'd get those stupid eggs all the time and I'd be like, Why am I getting these eggs? And even in the game, your character is like, I don't know, what do I do with this? It's like, yeah, exactly. I know. Thank you. I know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I hated the bunny at all costs. No. I just talked to the other people on my island for the first time because I've been keeping my eye on the prize. Bad neighbor. Um, and they're kind of giving me the cold shoulder because of it. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. whenever I go to talk to them, they're like, hi. And I'm like, hi. And they're like, you're chatty today. I'm like, Okay, yeah, that's- <laughs> <laughs> all right, sis. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know what I did to you. Yeah. yeah. By the way, if you hate any of your islanders, your you neighbors, can kill them I'm in sure the night. You do. I'm sure you hate. You at can least kick one. them out. Yeah, you can kick them out. Just stop talking to them. Within 30 days, most of them will leave the island. Or you can like lock them. You can lock them in a fence, like so yeah. they can't get out <laughs> yeah. for like several days. <laughs> oh my god. I also think hitting them with a net also works. Pisses them off. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Holy shit. Just like in, just like in real life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I hate when I'm blacked with a stone axe in the face. Yeah. yeah who doesn't? Mm, I like it. Hit me harder, daddy. Um, all right, cool. Sasha, Mike, oh. who's going first? Uh, I guess I can go. Is that cool? Sasha. Go for it. Um, okay, so when I realized when I suggested this topic that I don't really have any habits like that I thought like as much as I thought I did, I guess. Um, I think my resolution for the year was to listen to more like to listen to my discover weekly every week and then try to listen to at least one new artist from that playlist Hmm. like every week. And so I've definitely been doing that. I've been listening to my Discover Weekly every week and then kind of picking my favorites and then listening to one album or maybe a couple albums from each of those artists. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been helping me discover more music and it's also helping me build playlists and things like that. Um, so that's kind of the main thing I've been doing. I've also been trying to listen to one new, newly released album a week, um, even if it's an artist that I don't know that well, um, just again to kind of, build my um even like build my my genre list too because i feel like i've been starting to venture a little more into country um it, like with interest in country and also more hip-hop and and more r&b and stuff so it's been helping me find more artists that i'm starting to really enjoy in different genres mm-hmm. um so that's Asher, who are you who are you interested country-wise um there's this artist called yola i think is how you say it. yola um let me find she's not really country she's more like americana i mean that's kind of country but like 
Uh, yeah. Her name actually stands for You Only Live Again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but her name, yeah, Yola L. Sorry, I can't spell. Y-O-L-A. Um, she mm-hmm. just had an album release called Walk Through Fire. Handing out the paper plates To all your friends that you adore Are you home? Last year, I think, and I think she was actually nominated for uh, a Grammy too, hmm. like for Best New Artist or something. Wow. Um, so she's like, she's kind of in like the camp of like Brandy Carlisle, you know, like she has a similar sound. Um, yeah. So I've been enjoying her. Um, I've also been like some of my favorite artists have been putting out playlists. So I've been listening to a lot of their quarantine playlists. Hmm. Um, one of the artists from the New Pornographers, like he has this really beautiful playlist. It's mostly right. like, um, Kind of like Shannon Lay, uh, Big Feet. Oh, I love Shannon. Uh, yeah, like even like First Aid Kit, the Staves. Like he has a lot of artists similar in that nature. Even like Orville Peck ish um, style. So yeah, I've also been listening to a lot more artist playlists too, like their own playlists that they curate. Um, so yeah, I've been finding more people that way. I'm just trying to venture out more because I feel like I just keep listening. Because I also just keep listening to like the same album every other day. Like I have two that I keep rotating and it's like, I need to just stop. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I've, 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 I, I, I agree. I, or not agree, but I, uh, I'm, I'm sort of there too, where I've, there's been a lot more time for exploratory listening. Mm-hmm. I'm liking it. It's definitely making me, you know, appreciate other genres a lot more. So, yeah. Yeah, that's I've been listening to a bit, little bit of Lucinda Williams uh, because yeah, of Wax uh her influence on Wax Hachi. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. Nice. All right, Mike, what do you got for us? Um, so I've been kind of disconnecting from music just to like focus at work, you know, not really listening so much. Also, Spotify. Uh, Hold the dick move and remove me from the family plan I was on. Uh, I don't because I'm guessing we didn't have the same last name. Um, what? So I've got to figure that out when I get a chance. But um, that sucks. I've been trying to listen to more instrumental music to be more productive at work, so it's less distracting. Um, so one album I really like is the album "We Fall" by Josephine Wiggs. It's mostly instrumental, um, but there are soft vocals to it and uh, some just really beautiful, uh, like uplifting tracks. So I feel like um, when working, I feel like that's a really great album to put on and increase productivity, you know. Um, Other than that, I keep listening to Arcade Fire's latest album, Everything Now. Uh, I don't know why, because 
the album ha it definitely fizzles out pretty quickly but <laughs> yeah. i do really like the everything now track your comfort and, um put your money on me like they're definitely arcade fire's catchiest or like most reductive tracks in some ways um but i think i like the message behind everything now i feel like with us not even being able to go out and buy physical copies of video games that everything is going digital and everything is going now even even though there are delays to everything, you know, Americans, I feel like are very privileged and very impatient. I mean, that's my experience in my line of work. So I, I'm certainly I, privileged like, and impatient. So <laughs> I feel like that that album is very, very um, not prophetic, but just very of the times right now. Yeah, it feels, it feels a little sticking with me. It feels a little cynical at times. Feels oh, like our sure. Arcade Fire's yeah. lost yeah. lost a little bit of the uh, the uh, the bright eyed uh, naivete. The sheen. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I would agree, but I don't know. I mean, Creature Comfort is definitely one of my top favorite tracks. Of yeah, theirs. I so, love that song. Yeah, a lot of people song. thought that album was gonna flop, um, but I'm a huge Arcade Fire fan, so I gave it a good go. And did I like it as much as Reflector, the one that you know preceded it? No, but the songs yeah. that slap on there slap. So yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, that's I feel like all the singles do pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's interesting. So, do you think you would have uh, revisited this album? I mean, I, I mean, it sort of having a reputation as, uh, uh, you know, not to be too devastating to them, but Arcade Fire's most middling album. Um, do you feel like you would have revisited it under different circumstances, under more normal circumstances? Well, I think part of it was. I was listening to Black Mirror a lot just for some reason. I got back into that when we, or uh, sorry, uh, Neon, Neon Bible. Bible. Um, back when we were talking about it, I don't know, probably like two months ago and was getting on and off. And then I did start listening to Suburbs um, oh. because <laughs> that kind of has that post-apocalyptic vibe to it in the sense that I was that, just going to say that yeah. yeah their their main music video a martial law is declared in the United States mm -hmm. yeah. and that's yeah. what the entire music video is about while well, these teens are struggling to come to terms with that and yep. you know working at a restaurant at a fast food joint during mm -hmm. this military yep. lockdown so I felt like that was a little poignant given our current situation maybe not in the U.S. but I know like in Africa there there is definitely martial law there right now mm -hmm. and then um just yeah, started going through the suburbs and then revisited everything now and um, something clicked more than it did mm. when that album first came out for me. That's always great, right? Like when you yeah. you know take the time to revisit something that maybe you weren't super hot on and you find new new depth or new appeal in it. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's great. Yeah, I, I think it's a great feeling. I think some people are like true artists. Some can be prophetic and you know maybe they are ahead of the curve and it's not appealing to some people and you know maybe upon further visit or like further 
you know, progression of our stream of con consciousness, maybe it clicks with more people. So, cool. yeah, very cool. Um, all right. Well, uh, let, let's stay on the current listening stuff and uh, talk about some streams. Streamy weemies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes? yes. All right. Um, so going around the thing again. Um, so listener, if you're not already aware, um, self-isolation has led to sort of a, a, uh, uh, a golden age of, of artists streaming, uh, from their homes. Um, it feels like at least everyone that I follow on Instagram is doing some sort of regular stream. If not every week, then maybe every two weeks, every month. Um, but uh, we're just going to talk about some, maybe some that we've been, uh, you know, visiting on a regular basis, moments that we've enjoyed, so on and so forth. Really, anything relating to artists streaming, fair game. Um, I'll say I haven't been the most consistent with it. Uh, so what I'll talk about is a few moment highlights from uh, Waxachi and Kevin Morby's stream from last Thursday. Uh, this was the first one that I tuned in for the whole thing. I sort of just put it on in the background and went around, went about doing uh, you know little little chores around my room uh, while I was playing, and basically like fifteen twenty minutes and found myself completely engrossed in what was going on. Um, the <laughs> There were too many good moments to, to speak of, but I'll just go through a few highlights. Um, one was uh, um, Katie Crutchfield uh, singing a duet uh, with one of the background vocalists in her, in her band. Um, however, uh, as they are in different parts of the country, they, there was a significant delay um, in what um, Katie was singing and what the vocalist, uh, the, the background vocalist was hearing. So they were out of sync, but there was something really cool about that, that they were in full acknowledgement of the very drastic shortcomings of the medium through which they were working, but they just sort of went ahead with it anyway. And that sort of revealed another sort of surreal aspect about the stream, which is apparently whoever presides over the social media account for men's health magazine has been yes. in these streams like every week. Yeah. And oh, I saw that. That's so funny. And, <laughs> and during like Phoebe and like, and a bunch of other yeah. people. Yeah. And, and yeah. Dur during the stream, I remember very specifically a comment from the men's health person saying, um, uh, delay has its own sort of magic. And I was like, oh my God, men's health, you're right. It is sort of magical. Uh, and, and every once in a while, someone will pop in with a men's, like a comment to men's health that's just very, very funny. Like like men, men's health on point or something like that. Um, but it, it was just a, a, a moment that felt, you know, it felt like a, a small moment of human perseverance amongst, uh, amongst hardship. And, and it, was, it was heartwarming. Um, the second moment I want to talk about is... Uh, Waxhachi covering um, Casey Musgrave's Space Cowboy oh, and yeah. uh, a little bit of background. Uh, so apparently Kevin Morby has been obsessed with nunchucks since he was a child and he's been nunchucking since he was a child. He was obsessed with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as I think a lot of us were, and mm -hmm. fancied himself a rude, crude party dude. So picked up a pair of chucks and started chucking. Um, and apparently uh, during the quarantine or maybe just before that, he like picked it up again. So... <laughs> frequently throughout the streams, he'll just stand up and start nunchucking. And uh, as he had no part in, in this song, he was just walking around in the background with a cowboy hat on and nunchucks in his pants, like posing. And there was something 
very funny but oddly beautiful about it um and obviously like you know it's it's that like very narrow uh portrait mode you know framing so there's not a lot in the frame um so you could only see like you know maybe half of katie crutchfield's face and then kevin morby's silly ass like walking around in the background with a <laughs> ridiculous cowboy hat and nunchucks um and bless her soul katie only glanced back and like giggled once she was a consummate professional throughout um and obviously did a very beautiful rendition of an already beautiful song yeah um oh damn i'm forgetting what the third one was um uh nope i forget what the third one was but it was it was a night that was it was full of of magical moments um, so yeah, it, it, Kevin Morby and, and Waxachi do a, a stream every Thursday. They alternate between their Instagram accounts. So if, if you have the time to tune into one of those, um, highly recommended. Uh, they're, they're always taking requests for covers. Um, they covered a, uh, some song last time. Uh, 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 damn it. Can't remember the artist, but it was, it was a good cover. Um, Boy, I'm just really spiraling here. Um, the other two that I've been uh, enjoying um, on a re- semi-regular basis, uh, Tallest Man on Earth has been streaming on YouTube. He's been streaming full albums, and I think this week he's streaming all requests, all cover requests. Um, he's got this. I had never seen him. I had never seen him play live before, and I had never seen him talk just as a person. And he's got this really quiet goofiness about him that makes him just like a lot of fun to watch. Um, he sort of mutters to himself and trails off, like he's addressing the audience, but he's clearly sort of in his own head. Um, and he's just an absolutely wonderful guitar player. His voice, even on the you know crappy mics that these people are using, for some reason they don't have good mics in their homes apparently. Um, but you know, it just his vocal qualities just come across so well. Um, so yeah, all around, just just wonderful to watch. Um, and uh, Marissa DeBiche from Mannequin Pussy has been doing guitar tutorials on Instagram. So I and that's, so that's cool. I, I don't have much to say about it. I haven't watched much of hers, but um, it, it's just, it's so fucking cool that she's using this time to share knowledge. So, uh, Sasha, why don't I throw it to you? You can maybe expound upon uh, Marissa's Instagram and uh, and tell us about the streams that you've been watching. Oh, well, I mean, I, I was just going to mention that as one of the, like, another one of the, like, small things, just because I had been wanting to learn guitar during this. I'm not going to post videos or anything because nobody needs to see that shit, but, like, I would love to learn to play guitar right now. I actually do have a friend who's a musician. She lives in Ireland. And um, she's also, she's doing free guitar lessons, just like standard guitar lessons. Um, I actually like commend a lot of like my friends who are music teachers, because I have a friend who's a music teacher in um, Virginia and, you know, school's out for the rest of the year. So she's not able to, you know, be with yeah. her kids. And um, she she teaches violin, so she's also, um, doing free violin lessons online and stuff. So I think that I've been loving to seeing people using their time to teach others, you know, their skills. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, so I commend anyone who's doing that. Um, but yeah, Marissa DeBeast, you know, teaching doing guitar lessons. That's amazing, especially with her own songs. And of course, you know, I, I'd love to learn some of those songs. Um, I just, I love that anybody is, is sharing their talents like that. Um, yeah. Um, I've also, but though not really been wa- watching like full live streams, like I've had a lot of artists, favorite artists that I, that I love, I've seen them do several live streams, but I haven't watched all of them just because at some point I'm like, I don't need to keep hearing the same. I don't need to hear the same song over and over again, because <laughs> there's certain artists that have very popular songs that they have to play in these live streams because they're for like, you know, charitable, um, mm. things like the, the concert that they did for like, a 
like full day live stream that they did last weekend or something with like a bunch of popular artists. And, um, Can I tell I, you, anyway. I was not really compelled to watch any of those. No, I know. I mean, I, the only one for me was the obvious one, which was Hosier, but yeah. he's going to sing. I didn't even watch it because he just fucking sang Take Me to Church in some shitty song he did a duet with <laughs> someone else. So um, <laughs> I had no interest in watching oh, it. But that's how you really feel there. It's Sasha. a bad song. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but so one, one that I've been, so this isn't really a live stream, but um, so I'm a huge fan, huh? Feed. I guess, yeah, I guess it's on his feet. So I'm a, I'm a, a pretty big Andrew Bird fan. Mm. And I was specifically like very deeply into him when he released Noble Beast and um, a few others before that. Um, and so something he's been doing every day is just um, posting a video of every, basically playing every song on his own, like on his violin. Um, sometimes he has guitar, his guitar with them, whatever. Um, and he usually plays it outside. So there's like a beautiful echo. And I mean, if you've ever listened to his music, you know, he whistles, he uses violin, he, um, he has a beautiful voice. Um, so like, it's just been one of the more soothing things for me right now. His music is always something that I kind of turn to when I'm feeling really, um, uh, I don't know, anxious. He just has a very calming presence too. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's something that I've been really um, frequenting. Um, every time he posts, I'm very excited because he's just like one of my favorites. So is he posting um, those to YouTube or, uh, Instagram, Instagram. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if he's, he might actually do, be doing YouTube too, but I know they're on his Instagram. That's just where I'm getting it, the content. Um, so yeah. Um, highly recommend if you like whistling and, you know, and birds and birds. Yeah. Cause there are definitely some birds chirping in the, in these, in these songs too. And some, you know, Nice. some background noise nature yeah speaking to your to one of your comments sasha there's been a weird uh increase in fomo though because there's so many streams that it's impossible yeah. to catch even a snippet of all of them so totally. like you get these instagram push notifications like oh so-and-so is going live and i'm like it's 11 30 a.m i'm working like i can't <laughs> just like stop working and watch this live stream um no. But, and sometimes yeah. there's like multiple going on at the same time. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I almost get so overwhelmed, but I'm like, I just have to close Instagram because it's yeah. too much. But yeah, no, I, I, I gotta say like, it's, it's just kind of great that I feel for all these artists that can't work right now. And, you know, if any of them are struggling, I'm sure it's really hard, but the fact that they're still, you know, anytime they happen. say we miss you or like, I miss you, like saying yeah. that to the fans, I, it, it breaks my heart a little bit each time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Especially when people are like in the middle of their tours too. I can't imagine like how much that sucks to just pack everything up. And, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. It's, it's tough. Like when they're like, Oh, this was going to be like the last day of, of the, this leg of the tour or whatever. And it's just like, Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah. All right. Um, pivoting. Jillian, what do you got yeah. for us? What have you been watching? Um, so I've been watching more comedy streams than music streams. I will mm -hmm. say uh, in the beginning of the quarantine, I was trying to keep up with the music streams more often. Uh, my favorite one so far has been by the Japanese house. She did one for obviously a charitable organization which was really cool. Um, 
And I think my favorite part of that was when she went from her song, Something Has to Change into Somebody Else by the 1975. It was really seamless, really cool. Like all the comments on the video are about that transition. Um, it was just a really awesome take. Um, and I love her as an artist anyway. But other than that, I've been doing all comedy streams, of course. Um, almost nightly, Megan Stalter has been doing a live feed on uh, Instagram. She does something new pretty much every night, like a different character presenting something different. I think my favorite one so far has been her acting workshop. Um, she put together a very nonsensical PowerPoint, and it's all about how women either want money or sex, and she would like do a short made-up monologue, and people in the comments would have to guess if she wanted money or sex. <laughs> so it's like interactive. <laughs> it was so good. Um, and she's doing it like every, like at least like four times a week, she's got a new wow. one up and she's got a new podcast um, start, started called Confronting Demons with her and her little brother, um, which is very much her kind of humor. And her brother plays really well into it, obviously, because they were raised together their whole lives. Mm -hmm. um, and then my other favorite comedians that have been doing stuff is Caleb Huron, who's also a Chicago comedian. Megan Stalter was too, but she recently blossomed into New York because she's so big now. Um, and obviously Kate Berlant and John Early have been doing a lot of mm -hmm. fun streams together. Yeah. Um, but again, keeping up with all of them is so much. And I think a lot of the time I'll be like going through Instagram and seeing that there's going to be another stream and being like, oh yeah, I got to watch that. And then instantly forgetting about it instantly. until like, as you're, they post as you're saying the words. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just to prove how many of these things, while we're recording this, I get an, an Instagram notification that Waxhachi is starting her uh, stream for yeah, Pitchfork. So that that's <laughs> that's great. That's great. It's always happening. Um, a quick question, yeah. Jillian. Um, yeah. You watch, did you watch the Ben Schwartz and Thomas Middleditch improv special? Yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah. I still have to finish the third one. Oh, have cool. you watched Oh, it's episodic? Three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched it yet. I did go to, we saw them actually around this time last year. At I know I was at that same show. Oh, right. oh my God. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Um, That's where you yeah, guys so met and fell in love. Yeah. I know. Totally. So I will say when you watch those specials, you should watch them like with no other distractions because okay. I was trying to like work and watch them and I kept like zoning out. Mm -hmm. And then you, you start paying attention again and it's a long form improv and you're like, I have no idea who these characters are, how they were developed, like no idea. So give them the time that they deserve and the attention that they deserve because I did not yet. I, I, uh, I watched the trailer for it and I feel like the trailer does a bad job of selling it. Mm. Yeah. Most likely. Uh, no. <laughs> I will say... In the beginning, like how they get their suggestion is like obviously like asking if anyone had a anything like they're looking forward to or something like that. And like a lot of people are like weddings, baby, oh, like oh, oh. Um, or like something that they're not looking forward to. And this girl, I think it's the second episode where she's like, ugh, finals. And they're like, oh, finals. Like, what are you in school for? And she's like, um, I'm in law school. And she's kind of obnoxious a little bit. Great. Okay. Good. She she does feature on the trailer, and yeah, she does seem but a they, little. They like have to be nice to her because they can't like start yeah. with her and be like, "You're a lot," <laughs> and then go to someone else. <laughs> so 
<laughs> so you're just like, okay, lady, start naming your credentials. She's like, I'm working full time and I'm a mom. And you're like, oh, good. <laughs> have it all. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. And still makes time to go out and see improv comedy. Wow. What a, what a person. What an amazing yep. woman. Nice. Any other <laughs> uh, highlights you want to share with us, Jillian? Nope. Cool. Mike, your turn. Impress um, us really, or die. I don't really have much to add. I um, am not much into social media, so haven't been following streams. Mainly just more so catching up on YouTube newscasters, you know, independent media and mostly video game news like Spawn Wave Media. That guy's a nice nerd and he puts out some good info every day. Mike, you have gotten so far. Like, Jillian's was a little bit off track. You've gone <laughs> so far of left field. Well, kind of short and sweet. But I, I do have the question, though, because you guys have been watching these. Mike's been watching a ton of InfoWars. Yeah. Do you feel like there is direct corporate marketing at you for being in quarantine? Like, with these live streams that artists and other people not are performing of, do you feel like you're being sold something or marketed to in a way or not do you feel them. like most of them are genuine in the sense that this artist literally has nothing else to do so they're just trying to you know give back i think for like the bigger artists that yeah there's probably there something attached. i mean like if they're doing it because like that concert they did last weekend was like a whole um from an organization yeah so I mean, that was to promote, kind of promote that organization in particular. So I feel like when it comes to those things where it's like an organized event, because I think that had been organized probably like prior to it, they had been in the works probably for a while too, because, you know, Lady Gaga raised like so Mm -hmm. much money and was able to get all those artists to do it. So like something like that, yes. But I feel like something like Lex Bahachi and Kevin Moore, like it's just, you know, because they have nothing better to do, really. Right. Yeah, I was. I watched. Uh, like she can't tour right now, so what else is she gonna do? I watched mm-hmm. half an hour of a of a Jeff Rosenstock stream, and it was at like eleven forty five p.m. And that was clearly not a not a marketing bit. He he just popped on because he wanted to play some fucking guitar. Uh, I wish I would have seen that one. Yeah, and that he great. played a he played an unreleased song. Oh yeah, cool. Or like cool. a new yeah. like a new unreleased song. Uh, yeah, he was he was. Uh, a perfect gentleman. What a charmer. <laughs> and so loud. So very loud. Um, yeah, no, I, you know, I, man, I, I, that thought never occurred to me, Mike. I hope that most artists are doing it just because, you know, they, they need a creative outlet um, and they want to share their music with the world as they usually do, but just in a different way. Um, there haven't been any overt, like, uh, sales moments that I can recall. Right. I mean, not that I'm, you know, watching like fucking of monsters and men or like imagine dragons streaming their dumb <laughs> bullshit. Right. Um, but While chugging monsters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh God. Um, yeah, I, I hope not. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure unintentionally there is a, uh, there is a, marketing like a public relations aspect to it but I, I don't think that's the intention i don't think that's the driving yeah. force i mean i feel like i feel like was yeah it was something like a big organizational thing i think even some of the bigger artists doing it on their own i think it is also just like a 
they have nothing better to do. Yeah. So can I tell you though? Can I tell you any ad that I've been served that is like a direct response to coronavirus, I I find extremely distasteful. Nissan or some company put out a commercial that was like that was like uh, you know, for when, for when you have to leave the house, leave the house in a Nissan. Yeah. I, forget, I forget what exactly yeah, the manufacturer yeah. was, but I was like, get fucked Nissan. Yeah. <laughs> Again, Nissan, <laughs> I apologize if this was not you, but. Yeah. Like, like State Farm and like, I think even of course, Amazon now, because they're trying to make it seem like they're not a shitty company. Yeah. They're fucking horrible. Yeah. Um, so you guys know where we stand with Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. It's very hard not to buy from Amazon, but we've been pulling it off. I mean, we don't need anything right away. So we don't need to order from Amazon. If you find something on Amazon, take whoever it is that is a manufacturer. The manufacturer yeah. go to their website and get it. Mm. Just do it. It's not yeah. that hard, guys. You don't need some of these things. Right I, I've even seen guides of like how to divorce your life from Amazon. So if, if you really want to, you know, maybe now's the time to do it. Uh, all right, we've we've talked about the present. Now let's talk about the future as much as we possibly can with our fingers crossed, our optimism setting on high, and our butts firmly in the future. Uh, so we're going to talk about what we want to do that's music-related, uh, you know, when life gets somewhere back to normal. Obviously, that's going to be, uh, you know, by degrees. But, uh, guys, what, what, what do we want to do? Open floor. Who wants to? Who wants to go? Concerts. I wouldn't say music festivals right away. I think no. that's uh, a little risky. So. Also, yeah. can I say, like, I I hope when shows do get back on track, places like Lincoln Hall will take what they normally sell ticket wise and like have it. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Totally. Like only sell half the tickets you normally would. Like as long as the artists are still getting paid like decently. I don't think it's going to be safe for a while to like sell out a venue to its full capacity. I totally agree. Oh yeah. And like Lincoln hall, definitely overbooked. Some of the venues. So horribly. They're way past fire, fire ordinance. Like I'm sure they're way past. As much as I love it there, man, they need to get that together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I agree. I feel like for, especially for like smaller venue. Well, I mean, any venue, I guess, but like, they're not going to want to pack any venue Uh yeah there's no way that they're gonna sell out anything it's gonna be to a cap it should be to a cap and that's Mm -hmm. how they do any like anything really at restaurants all of that like that's how it should be if if they're gonna reopen things yeah Mm -hmm. Um, so that'll be interesting so so do we think because obviously uh ticket prices will invariably go up because you know they're Mm -hmm. still having to to meet a certain uh you know dollar quota um right yeah, oof, that's gonna suck. Um, but then also, it's like, how do you how do you know where to draw that line? Because if you get more than like ten people in a room, like that air is just recirculating. You know, it's like uh, I don't know. I, I think that's why concerts will probably be delayed for like a long time because that that's just like yeah. you know that's a petri dish right there. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah. or <laughs> it'll be like all right. Uh, you know, Spoon is going to play uh, Thalia Hall for 13 nights in a row, and each night five people <laughs> yeah. will be allowed to be in the audience. Yeah, totally. <laughs> About to stand 12 feet well, apart. Actually, 
hopefully since it's like summer, um, maybe they'll just try to do a lot of outdoor venues where like they still limit tickets. Mm. So like you're not confined in like breathing yeah. recycled air the whole time. And maybe yeah. they'll find some way to market so you're not standing so close. Like, yeah, yeah you know, and like with seated venues, maybe they'll do some take some seats out. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how you would work around that. Yeah, seated venues feels like a little easier at least because you have like yeah, natural demarcation sure. points. But uh, yeah, yeah, for that's sure. stand, those standing room only joints. That's mm-hmm. high risk. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we want to be close to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm personally looking forward to go, going back to record stores. I didn't realize how much I missed them until, uh, one of the local shops, record breakers started posting stuff. Um, and I mean, uh, also just like a, a breeding ground for, you know, shared, uh, bacteria, um, you know, flipping through crates and you know, right. they're not the largest spaces. Um, but, you know, Chicago still has a thriving, you know, local record store scene. And I feel like a lot of those shops are probably under threat right now. I mean, yeah. you know, Record Breakers, like I mentioned, Sugar, they're, they're all the, you know, single shop independent record stores um, that, you know, thrive probably a lot on their online business. But, you know, they have brick and mortar stores for a reason. Um, and, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's a fun part of the culture um, that, you know, we're definitely losing. Um and yeah. we missed record store day this year. So mm-hmm. yeah. that's like a big old chunk of their revenue per year. I know they're postponing it, I think, until June or July, but yeah, who knows? Fingers yeah. crossed it still happens for them. Yeah, at this point, you know, f- future dates that have been set are, are, you know, loose goalposts in the sand because, you know, right. we don't know how, how, how much the curve is going to flatten and whether or not there's going to be resurgence. Um, and yeah, g- going out to a record store, you don't want that to be the reason that like a bunch of other people got sick. Um, yeah. Um, I- I'm, I'm also per- like, not that I love my commute and or having to commute an hour each way to go to an office, but, um, the way I would sort of decompress from a day at work was usually just by blasting music really loud and singing along to it on my car on the way back. And, um, you know, it helped the drive go by a little bit faster, but it was just, it was, it was like a nice little self-contained, uh, hour of catharsis that I would have. And, um, yeah, and I miss that. I miss that. Uh, I miss that. That's the best part about driving your car is being blast the music and go, you know, carry full blown karaoke with no judgment. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even during the summer, I just have those windows open and really just assail my fellow motorists ears with my very bad singing. I just thought of this video that I'm going to have to send you guys in the Slack. Uh, I'll do it after this. That reminds me of that. And it's really funny. I hope you guys find it as funny as I do. I really hate it when I, when well, I, like, you really sold this Sasha. <laughs> no, it's just like, I, it's just this guy singing this song really loudly and a guy is a person from another car is recording him and the way he's singing it is really bad. And it's just really funny. I hit, I'm sorry. I shouldn't be explaining it now. I'll just send it. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, is there, is there anyone that you guys are particularly looking forward to seeing, um, you know, once that's viable again, BB, LP2. Yeah. For sure. BB. Um, I would love to see Waxahachie again, actually. Um, uh, really wanted to see Carsey headrest, so hopefully yeah. he, um, you know, 
we'll we'll be able to see him again. Hopefully, there will be new dates. Um, and maybe the, maybe not at the Riviera. Too. In, yeah, maybe not. And speaking really. with people recently, I've come to determine that the Riviera is not a very good venue. Oh, uh, no. yeah, not well regarded. <laughs> I feel like, but I don't. I don't like I, I don't think it's that bad to be honest compared to other venues. Is it? Would you say it's a step up from the like size wise? Is it a step up from the Vic? Yes. Or is the Vic okay? Because I kind of feel like they're sort of similar, but then when I really think about it the seating area above at the rib is a lot bigger. bigger. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I just feel like they're, they're very similar. I don't like the seating at the, at the Riviera because it's super steep and, and there are a lot of bad seats on the ground floor at the Riviera. Yes. Totally. If you, if you get there, like a hair too late, like obviously you can't get anything in the balcony and even on the ground floor, like you cannot see a damn thing. That's another thing. You book too many tickets. Like, they do. Stop they being do. greedy. You want to sell enough tickets to where everyone can see the stage. I oh, feel like sometimes the Riv books artists who are too big. Like, didn't mm-hmm. Maggie Rogers play there? Maggie Rogers is like huge. And like, I was there. there. And like, all these artists that are too big to play there, sometimes they play there. Like, it just, it's yeah. Like, have played there, like when they were at like almost their heyday. Like, that just seems weird to me. Yeah. It was surprisingly not too packed for Maggie. I mean, it was like wow. full. But I was like near the edge because there was like a little step up that you could see the stage better from. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there were like a group of college girls in front of me that talked the whole time. So. Oh, uh, that's always the best. <laughs> well, that's uh, the one thing. When it's like, <laughs> why are you at a show if you're not going to watch the show? They literally, they stopped talking for two seconds when like the hits came on. Mm. To put it on their Instagram story and then promptly started talking again. Of course. <laughs> I, I, I had an experience like that at, at Metro uh, saying Ockerville River. And there was a group of like oh. three or four women in front of me who talked throughout the entire set. Three of them had their back to the stage, like fully just yeah. like We're brazenly ignoring. Too. Yeah. Uh. It was a good show though. They put on a good show. Um, uh, speaking of Phoebe Bridgers though, uh, Bright Eyes is back on the scene. New music coming out. Would love yeah. a tour with those two. A triple bill. Phoebe, Bright Eyes, Better Oblivion Community Center. Give it to me now. I feel like that could happen. I feel like they already did that. Uh, that shut happen. up. <laughs> I want it to happen <laughs> again. I that show a year ago. Yeah. No, I could see that. Like a yeah. full. Yeah. Especially now that Phoebe is kind of blowing up, I feel like. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I feel like they could easily co-headline and draw. You know, I mean, they just yeah. Oh god, I love them both. Um, I I was reading an interview with Connor Obers today, and he talked about meeting Phoebe Bridges and how Better Oblivion Community Center sort of came to be. And I guess it was this very like gradual, organic thing where Mm -hmm. like you know she comes from the LA scene of a lot of like co-songwriting, and he doesn't come from that scene. He like he was very unfamiliar with that process, but he said, you know, basically determined like, oh, if I'm going to try this out with anybody. I want it to be Phoebe because she's so talented. Um, and I guess yeah. he, he heard like an advanced copy of uh, Stranger, Stranger in the Alps. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, and just like absolutely loved it. And that's why uh, Mike Mogus, who's like a stalwart um, contemporary and producer of Bright Eyes, uh, produced Stranger in the Alps as well. And that's why Connor's on that album. Um, and I guess they, they wrote the first song on the, on the BOCC album. And then Connor, they both agreed that like, hey, this is great. We should just keep on doing this and, and eventually make it an album. It was just, it sounds like such yeah. like this natural evolution of their relationship. Uh, so beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's great. I'm happy for her. I'm happy she's uh, starting to kind of 
get her place, you know? I feel mm-hmm. like she's really starting to blow up. I feel like her next album is going to be pretty huge. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you guys see her bathtub performance of Kyoto on Jimmy Kimmel? Uh, yes. I sure did. <laughs> Full, fully with the Pantene Pro-V bottle in the background. <laughs> totally on display. <laughs> head and shoulders. Head and shoulders. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, yes. the head and shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the blue cap, yeah. And, and, and you know... Uh, I'm just really glad that Phoebe has her her flakes under control because she wears <laughs> she wears a lot of black. You know, you can't yeah. you can't sully the black with uh, with dander. I mm. thought the blue cap was salsam blue. Am I mixing up? Salsam no, blue is a blue is... bottle with a yellow yeah. cap. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't know my shampoos. As someone that used to deal with a lot of flakage, you don't um, have dander. So yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. Good for you. Well, good for you, Mike. Cool. Um, so. Usually at this juncture in the podcast, actually very much earlier than this juncture in the podcast, because we've been going very long, because this is a blood episode, uh, we oh. talk about our songs oh. for the week. But we're not doing that this week, you guys. Get Stop it. No harmonizing on that. Uh, so while the quarantine is in place, while we are uh, in these extenuating unknown circumstances, uh, we're going to start to throw together uh, a little playlist, a little quarantine playlist for you guys. Uh, and that we will make available via Spotify. Um, and each week we're all going to bring a song or two to the playlist and add it to that. So, you know, when this thing is all over, you'll have a, a mighty repository of songs to go through that, uh, you know, will be an accurate or somewhat accurate reflection of our mental states during this time. Um, don't know what we're going to call it yet. Something better than quarantine playlists, hopefully. Um, hmm, who wants to kick it off? I'll go. Dang. Ooh, Mike, hot out the gate. Mike, what is your quarantine playlist song? Uh, so I would recommend a song called red by Mount Wolf. song that was off of the latest uh, Life is Strange 2 game. Mm. Um, it's essentially a song about dying, but it sounds more like you're going on a beautiful vacation. Um, so even though the lyrics are mel- melancholy, the, the song has a very dreamlike, surrealistic sero- quality. And uh, the vocals are kind of soft. They're very beautiful. Um, as is the acoustical guitar. It's very clear notes. Did you say acoustical? Um, <laughs> sorry, acoustic guitar. <laughs> Mr. McCoosticals, uh, acoustic acoustical. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's a really beautiful track. It's it sounds very uplifting, even though the the song is about you know a very dark subject matter. So um, it's a very catchy song. I highly recommend it. Perfect. Nice. Sasha, it seemed like you you were, Mike eked you out by just a little bit. So why don't you go next? Eked me out. Indeed he did. Um, So I have two because I just couldn't help myself. Um, So the first one is a song called Oh My by Natalie Prass. Oh My. Um, (laughs) 
I picked that. What? I said, I said, oh my. Mm. <laughs> it was sexy. Um, but yeah, that song is basically just like the lyrics are extremely relevant right now. It's basically just about like the state of our worlds and the news media and how everything is bad and there's fear mongering and it's just making us insane basically. So um, I think that song was on one of my daily mixes and I was like listening to lyrics and I was just like, oh my God. Um, even though this song is like such a boppy fun song, it just definitely has like that that relevancy that we all are dealing with right now, um, just with the state of things. So that's my first pick. Um, and then I just wanted to pick one from Fiona Apple's new album. Ugh. So I'm going to go with Under the Table. I would beg to disagree, but beg and disagree with me. I told you I didn't want to go to this dinner. You know I don't go for those ones that you bother about. So when they say something that makes me start to simmer, that fancy wine won't put this fire out. Oh, kick me under the table all you want. I won't shut up. I won't shut up. Yeah, all right. I, I, I approve of that decision. Um, I don't know. I, I just, that album is... Uh, so good it's 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 it's, it's almost exhausting how yeah because it 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 like brings your emotions up to a nine and then only alternates between like nines and tens and then the album ends and you're like i feel spent (laughs) yeah it's true like i actually like on first listen i immediately listened to it again Mm. and i was like drained (laughs) i was like Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> it's a little too much. And, um, and I, I was thinking about like how our, our formative musical experiences can influence us in, in positive and negative ways. And I remember like Fiona Apple for such a long time was relegated to this like 90s nostalgic memory of her, like specifically to the criminal video, uh, because like that that video is so mired in controversy for like no fucking reason. Um, right. But like that's I categorized her as that in my brain. I categorized her as, oh, the girl who is scantily clad in the in the criminal video and the girl who went on that sort of unhinged but also very prescient rant at like what was it the mtv music video awards or whatever it was um and and like i'd listened to her music like on and off throughout the years but never with any consistency but uh like the hype around this new album and and then seeing the reaction of other artists of of artists who are who were informed by her like really went a long way to like reframe her in my mind um, and, and not to say that I never took her seriously as like a legitimate artist, but it took on yeah. this like new degree of legitimacy where it's like, oh no, she's like, she is a iconoclast. Like she is part of the pop landscape in a way that is totally unique. Totally. Yep. Absolutely agree. 100%. Jillian. Yeah. What is your song um, or song? Your own name for a second. I was, and then you just said Jillian. <laughs> then you go next. <laughs> Why, thank you, Jillian. Jillian. <laughs> My song to add to the pod or the playlist this week <laughs> is called Best Worst Year by Straub.
Um, How do you spell that? S T R A B is in boy E. Okay. All right. Strap, right? Not strabe. That sounds weird. Yeah, it does not. Not that. Um, but the song is literally called Best Worst Year, and that kind of feels too real right now. <laughs> um, it's a very boppy song. I think it's going to keep people somewhat happy. Um, I don't have a lot to say about it. It's just been the one that I've been playing on repeat quite a bit. Um, just sort of yeah. gets your spirits up. Yeah. Nice. That's my pick. Mm-hmm. Hey, simple enough. I see the utility in it. Uh, so I, like Sasha, just could not control myself. And I have two songs this week. Um, so one, one thing that I haven't seen a lot of people talking about is sort of um, ha- like, I feel like there's a lot of anger in us these days, not at anyone, but sort of at, at the at our circumstances. And there's not a lot of places where you can direct that anger that, you know, are deserving of that. So you have to f- sort of find other avenues for it. And, uh, the East Bay's own destroy boys come in, uh, in the past couple of weeks, uh, with a song that I feel sort of perfectly encapsulates, uh, the anger that I think we're all feeling at these circumstances with a song called fences. It is classic Destroy Boys. It is mired in early 2000s East Bay hardcore punk, uh, but with some really, really great vocals. The lyrics are simplistic, but they are effective. Um, They talk about um, just sort of this like unbridled anger at this person or the circumstances that have sort of uh, robbed a sense of autonomy from from the singer or from the speaker in the song. Um, And it's... uh, you know, it's really good for exercising some feelings of anger, um, as is a lot of their music. Um, so yeah, so that's Fences by Destroy Boys. And then on the other end of the spectrum, uh, I revisited Danny Brown's latest album, uh, recently, um, and found the song, uh, the title track, you know what I'm saying, upside down question mark, to be very soothing. Know what I'm saying? Backstabbed by somebody you love. Know what I'm saying? Everybody out here for themselves. Know what I'm saying? You really think somebody else cares? Know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for that, wouldn't be this. Know what I'm saying? Um, it also deals with a certain sense of anger, but from a sort of different perspective. Um, he Throughout the song, Brown just sort of talks about everything that he feels is sort of fucked up with the world, but ultimately it's an ode to sort of self-reliance. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, we don't need each other more than ever these days, but, um, I think (sighs) being comfortable in your solitude and sort of taking ownership of it, um, is a good way to cope. Um, and I think, um, if you can extract that message from that song, you also get a really (laughs) chill sort of, uh, low key song to enjoy 
as well. Uh, so that's, you know what I'm saying, the title track from Danny Brown's latest album. That album is super fucking weird, and I did not get it at first, but it clicked for me the other day, and I was like, I get it now. Like, he's, <laughs> it, like, a lot of the songs that are, like, from a production standpoint, very strange, feel like flexes, because he's like, I don't even need a conventional beat anymore. I can just flow over whatever, and I'm going to make it sound so good. So true. Yeah. Oh, Daniel. Daniel Brown, Browning Chip. Um, <laughs> Browningham. <laughs> uh, folks, that is going to do it for this first episode of Did You Bring Earplugs, recorded live in social isolation from Chicago, Illinois. Uh, I'd like to thank Josh Stanley of the band Modaf for our theme song. You can learn more about them at modaff.bandcamp.com or check them out on Instagram at Modaf. Shit, what is it? Modaf the band? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck. Uh, Mode after the band uh, at Instagram. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at DYBEpod at, no, at DYBEpod or email us at DYBEpod at gmail.com. There's just a lot of ats. We need yeah. other words. There's not enough words in the world. Um, yeah. I think that does it, guys. I think we did it. Yeah. Congratulations. Anything we want to leave the listeners with? Uh, wash your hands. Don't cough into... A uh, little boy's mouth. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and if you live in one of those states that's talking about reopening businesses like tomorrow, don't. Don't go. Yeah. Don't go to those businesses. All right, guys. It's been fun. Right. And uh, we'll say goodbye until next time. Bye. 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 Bye.